You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You held me 20 points, man. You gave us a chance at the end. But I got three words for you. You like that? Uh, yes. I don't know. I don't know what's going around the Twin Cities here, but Judd and I both both got it over the weekend. The uh, sinus gremlins. Yeah. Crept into score north here. I had it the week before you guys, so I don't know if like maybe I passed. Maybe I am the culprit. Maybe I'm maybe I'm the petri dish that passes to you guys. We we got together what on Thursday afternoon. Yeah, funny. Then Friday Man, afternoon weird. I started, yeah. and I sat right across from Declan too. Yeah. So Good every point. time he opened his mouth, just like sinus I infection was to germs. A little were... bit though by that time too, so I I could fall on the sword for this one as well. Oh, so you, know? you were already well, sick on Thursday at our house. Well, I wasn't feeling I wasn't feeling great, and I think I might have been incubating. And you know, now now I'd like to apologize. That's good. You All right, so we, we know. Stay home. <laughs> you, we could just we could just you could have just zoomed in. We could have just put you on a, on a tablet. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so we're we're going to grind through um, a Monday episode of Purple Daily here, including an interesting new nugget about the Kirk Cousins contract negotiations that had not been reported yet, but now is. This show is presented by our friends at TCL, an official partner of the NFL and one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands, was watching the Timberwolves with their latest biggest win of the season on a TCL TV last night. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that on Mackie and Judd today. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Learn more at TCL.com. Daily Vikings Entertainment all throughout the year. 365 days, off-season speculation, the latest news, reports, rumors, and all of our uh, hot takes. So I'll just throw this out to the room here, and you guys tell me what you think. According to the Star Tribune's Andrew Kramer, and I'm getting this transcription from uh, our guy Tyler Fornis at Vikings Wire. He listened through and transcribed this. According to the Star Tribune's Andrew Kramer, Kirk Cousins asked for less than what Daniel Jones received from the Giants, which would have been a discount based on the market. Here's the quote from Kramer on the podcast. I had heard that he wasn't asking for $40 million. He wasn't asking for that much. In terms of what Daniel Jones got, who is obviously much younger but much less accomplished, Cousins Camp was kind of surprised, I guess, from what I heard, at the Vikings not jumping or at least accepting what they were asking for. Hmm. What do you make of well, that? Well, first of all, I, I mean, I don't know the particulars there, but Macadac, I mean, you were telling him to do it, so perhaps he finally, perhaps he said, <laughs> you know what, Zolgad, I'm going to listen to Macadac. I'm going to go ask for less, and ev- and everything gets solved. Everything. Well, at, and I don't know what he asked for, right, but, exactly. but asking for like, like let's say he asked for thirty six, yeah, instead of forty. That yeah. doesn't. That's not like moving the needle in a huge way for the Vikings to right. fix a roster that's kind of eroded the last two years. So. I'm trying to credit you, man. I'm just trying to credit you. Um, so he, the way I see it is this: first of all. I think it probably came down to he might have asked for a little bit less, but I probably still wanted the entire thing guaranteed 
The other thing is he wanted, you know, I think the Vikings would have gone certainly through 24, but they don't want to. Again, I'll go back to this with contracts coming up. I don't think they want to be committed to a geriatric quarterback in 2025 when other guys' contracts, i.e. Justin Jefferson, are going to kick in. So my guess is he might have asked for less, but he still wanted it. And this is a total trying to fill in the blank to why they would have rejected it on my part. He still wanted guaranteed money. And they said, oh, we we can't go that that high. The other thing, too, is it feels like the um, Cousins Crusaders aren't willing to accept the fact that the Vikings might have just put an expiration date on Kirk. Like that this just might be, we are going to, you know, I, I have beaten the drum on this one, but I will continue to do so. I don't think you hire Kevin O'Connell to maintain status quo at quarterback. I think you hire Kevin O'Connell because you're like, you can identify us, the quarterback. So there's a very good chance that the Vikings also said, you know what, dude? You you played great in 2023, and that was awesome, or, or 22. Um, but the reality is this. We are going, we are prepared to move on, and that's just what we want to do. Well, like, that's not unfathomable. That's not that surprising it's perplexing to a lot of people though that still have christian ponder post-traumatic yeah but you got to get past that kevin o'connell is not kevin o'connell is not here to be your ponder support group kevin o'connell is here to be the guy who says i can find a quarterback and and if he can't he won't last so like that's that's the reality of the situation but the thing with kirk too is and phil we've talked about this you cannot dismiss that when you check the ball down with your season on the line that Kevin O'Connell, you can't just say, well, yeah, that's just one play. Great game. One play. That's Kevin O'Connell's career right there. Like his job, he's being paid millions of dollars to identify a guy who won't check the ball down there. And it's probably, and I agree with you. I, I, I don't think in the pie chart of reasons why they would not lock into, you know, a three-year contract, even slightly discounted with cousins. I don't think the fourth and a play was like the biggest chunk of pie. Agreed. But, and I don't even know that you could sit there and you could poke holes and say, well, yeah, okay, let's let's say he does what you guys wanted him to do, which is unleash a throw into double or triple coverage to Justin Jefferson. And it gets picked off or or goes incomplete. It's, it was a super low percentage throw. Okay, well, then what are you guys going to be saying? I think when you're a head coach in that situation, or if you're even just me as a yokel on a microphone watching the game, mm-hmm. it just kind of feels like, what future situations, football crisis moments are going to pop up and your quarterback turtles into the fetal position, right? It, it's, it's hard to get that out of your head that you had to like pry him out of this conservative mode as a first-year head coach and he does a really good job, eight fourth-quarter comebacks, but then in like the biggest moment, a home playoff game against the Giants, he reverts back. That would be really, really frustrating even if the other options were low percentage. It's more of a a process annoyance, if you will. Yeah, and I, I agree completely with your point, which is that play alone did not, like O'Connell is not like, let's resign him, let's resign him. We can't resign him. But everything factors in. And, and let's go back to what we talked about, you know, throughout the course of the season, which is Kevin O'Connell did a great job. He did a fantastic job, no matter how much you might love Kirk, of tricking up Kirk. Like he got the maximum from Kirk, okay? But let's say that you have a car and you are really good at fixing cars, and you trick that car up, and you get X, Y, and Z done, and that baby is running great, and you're like, okay, 
I got to get this thing up to 115 miles per hour. And no matter what you do, it maxes out at 112. What are you going to do? You're going to go get a new car that does what you want it to do. Exactly. And if the the new car only goes to 95 miles an hour, at least it's a lot less expensive and you can go, you know, get other new cars to fill out your garage, right? But, But, you know, this whole thing as it's unfolding actually makes a lot of sense. Another thing to think about here, too, is Quasi in particular is a really smart analytical guy. So is Kevin O'Connell. I think O'Connell's in the weeds. If you told Kevin O'Connell, hey, we're going to, for front office economic reasons and market reasons, we're going to re-sign Kirk for three more years, and you're going to coach him. I think KOC would say, okay, you know, he's not Patrick Mahomes, but, hey, we made some progress. But it's Quasi's job to look sort of at the 30,000 foot of this whole thing. And, and he sees a couple different things. And again, he doesn't just look at the back of the football card stats. This is a guy that comes from Wall Street. This is a guy that has built out analytical models to, you know, like basically analytical scouting models in different front offices, okay? And he sees a couple of things. He sees Kirk Cousins, even with eight fourth quarter comebacks last year, even with some of these steps forward that we think he took. Well, Football Outsiders, one of the premier analytical websites, right? They still had him as only the 11th best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, QBR, again, these are just data. You wouldn't like base one decision off one stat. But QBR last year, again, even with eight fourth quarter quarter comebacks, Kirk was ranked 23rd in QBR. It's hard to find metrics outside of eight fourth quarter comebacks that would tell you he's anywhere near a top five or top six quarterback, which brings me to my second point. Quasi knows because they don't have a top five quarterback, a Patrick Mahomes or, you know, a Joe Burrow, that they are in the worst quarterback bin possible. It's the really expensive, non-elite quarterback bin. You'd rather be in the really expensive, elite quarterback bin, which is where Patrick Mahomes was and they won a Super Bowl, or in the really, really cheap, elite or non-elite quarterback bin, because you can build out a roster. You can go win six games in a row with Brock Purdy and Trey Lance as your quarterback if you've got the roster to do it, right? Or in the Vikings' case, Multiple times under Mike Zimmer, the Vikings were able to, through and again, drafting. The Vikings have had bad drafts lately. That plays into it. They went to the playoffs, won double-digit games with Case Keenum, with Teddy Bridgewater, before Mike Zimmer, with Christian Ponder, with Tavares Jackson, right? There's a lot of ways to win 10 or 11 games and get bounced in the first couple rounds of the playoffs. And so to me, like if Kirk is coming and saying, hey, we don't need $40 million. We don't need $40 million. I would say, okay, that, this is a good step. All right, we're finally not gouging the front office for as much. You've already made 200 plus million dollars in your life playing football. You've come to the realization you don't need to make more than Daniel Jones. That's a great realization. But if the, if the next step in that conversation is we, we're not going to ask for 40, we're only going to ask for 35 million, I would say, okay, but Jalen Hurts makes two, Joe Burrow makes nine, Trevor Lawrence makes nine, Tua makes seven. Like, I could go down a long list of teams that have, Lamar Jackson for years made two million. I could go down a long list of quarterbacks and situations that have a much better chance of building a Super Bowl roster than the Vikings paying Kirk either 35 or 40 million for the next couple of years. So, um, awesome that he was willing to take a discount. Doesn't move the needle enough for me as his age goes up and and other young quarterback options come off the market the longer you have him signed to an extension. 
I think what's also interesting with the ponder, the you know the post traumatic ponder syndrome that some Vikings fans have, and 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 Teddy Bridgewater certainly had his critics, even though I was obviously a bigger fan of him. But I feel like we just ignored that one because he got injured. Obviously, he had the traumatic injury, and just like oh, that was just unfortunate, too bad. He was never you know a detriment on the team. He wasn't Christian Ponder bust. He certainly wasn't a bust level. His injury maybe has made him a bust because he had a traumatic injury. But we don't really talk about the Teddy Bridgewater pick in the same light as the Ponder pick. And neither of those picks, by the way, sabotage the Vikings. In fact, just like Ponder, the Vikings won 11 games with Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback. I know Adrian Peterson was great, and the Vikings defense finally turned around in the first kind of peak year of Mike Zimmer. But it's not the worst thing in the world if you draft a quarterback. It's not going to absolutely shipwreck you. I think what probably is the fear, though, is other teams now have have done the trade-ups, right? Like, if you're trading up and you're... Foregoing future draft capital to find your quarterback, then that's where I think it gets a little bit problematic. But if the Vikings are at 23 and Will Levis is there and they take Will Levis at 23, even with a roster that has some holes on it, I don't think it's going to shipwreck the Vikings. I, I don't understand why we're so scared of that. Because the fan base is affected by by the fact that, you know, we can debate uh, the list from two on down, but it's affected by, and I don't blame them, um, the fact that Francis Tarkington is and remains the only real franchise quarterback this franchise has ever had. And he retired when I was eight years old. That That's why. Yeah, they've had they, a, lot of mer- a lot of mercenaries. Yes. A lot of mercenaries. But, but... nobody who's come in and solved the, the problem. And, and look, the premium on solving the problem and finding the solution only increases by the year. Like when Tarkington left, it's like, who's the next quarterback? It's not like, who's going to be the next franchise QB? But, but that has changed. Rightfully so, because now the premium put on quarterback play has increased to an all-time high. You know what, though? We're going to, as as a fan base, I think, we're going to also just have to adjust to the fact that this is a good or bad, and hopefully it's great, uh, that this is a new era as far as decision-making goes and as far as how this front office and Kevin O'Connell are going to, to think. Kevin O'Connell seems like a super guy. Super nice guy, but the reality is he's a football coach, and he is a football coach who coaches offense, and he is a football coach who played quarterback and knows the position. So, like, I do think we are going to have to eventually get our heads around that fact. It's not Rick Spielman stepping to the, the plate um, against a uh, lights-out closer and just getting blown away because the, <laughs> the quarterback thing was too much. Yeah. This is actually a guy who has some nuance to find that spot, and so we can we can – be as concerned as we want or say, well, but Kirk's fine. I mean, Kirk is fine and he is fine. But like Phil said, at that price and with what the Vikings are trying to do, um, which really started now, just to be very clear, last season was fun, but that wasn't their team. That was an inherited team that they basically said, we will ride this to what they perceived to be the finish line. This is their team now. They're making moves. So like we just have to right now, I think, trust it. And if it doesn't work, they won't be, be here a long time, but it's the only opportunity, in my opinion, to try and let's see if it works. Yeah, I think we, we I feel like we should almost maybe like once every month or so, we should just have a, a Christian Ponder PTSD therapy session for people that if, if your first thought is when you think about life after Kirk, whether it happens in 2023 or 2025. If your first thought and feeling is crippling anxiety because, whoa, what if they draft Christian Ponder, we should talk through that. Because I, I feel like I had that feeling for a while, but now I'm looking around and saying, 
yeah, there's definitely a risk in Ponder, but what was, like Declan said, that was one of the all-time bad quarterback draft picks in NFL history. That dude didn't even get a – maybe he got like a, a brief cup of coffee on a second contract, maybe like with the Raiders or something or the Niners as a backup. Yeah, he bounced around as a backup. But, but, but he was basically out of the league in six yeah. years after his rookie-scale contract as a freaking 12th overall pick. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings were just right – first of all, they went to the playoffs with him, and Joe Webb started the playoff game. And then they were just like right back to being an 11 win team. They just went and drafted. They were bad for like one year, really bad for one year, right? And here's the crazy thing, all right? So the Vikings have made the playoffs 40% of the time in the Kirk Cousins era, two times in five years. We're dealing in small sample sizes here, but they've made the playoffs 40% of the time in the Kirk Cousins era. In the six years before that, they made the playoffs 50% of the time with Case Keenum, Teddy Bridgewater, and Christian Ponder. And then they made the playoffs with mercenary Brett Favre once and Tavares Jackson and Gus Farratt, right? Like, so they're, whether you're going to have Kirk Cousins or not, you want to look, this franchise has the third best winning percentage in the regular season in NFL history since the Super Bowl era began. They'll figure it out. I have confidence that they, that they will figure it out. They aren't going to go into some Jets or Lions-like or Browns-like decade-long tailspin. And Kevin O'Connell is not saying that. See, here's the thing. I feel like... Beyond our, our, our penchant for the just the absolute blessed conversation of reckless speculation, I feel that this show often has conversations that teams have. And there is no way that if you are sitting down right now and you're O'Connell and you're saying, you know what, I want to ride Kirk to a Super Bowl. Ideally, yeah, that'd be great. Privately, he ain't thinking that. He's thinking, I want to get my QB, preferably cheap, and then we're going to build a roster that's going to win a Super Bowl. If I may quickly, though, off of the point about Ponder, I think it runs deeper, and I think the hurt is worse than that. Um, as fun as 2009 was, and God, it was fun to cover. You know, I feel like 2009 was was an unbelievable drug that has caused some long-term problems. <laughs> because you imported one of the most hated quarterbacks in franchise history here. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers, Hall of Fame quarterback, um, who you couldn't stand. You imported him for one magic year. In fact, you know what? Let's liken it to a drug. Let's liken it to a drug. You were given a free drug, and you're like, oh, oh man, am I in, right? And then you, It was like Aladdin. You were, you were given like three wishes. Yep. And one of and your then, wishes was, uh, I, I want Brett, Brett Favre to wear a Vikings jersey. <laughs> but, and then my second wish is, I want him to beat the Packers on Monday Night Football. Yeah. And then the third wish was, I want him to go to the playoffs and go deep. And then you ran out of wishes. So think, <laughs> so think about the high, though. So, so th- here's this incredible high. And then 2010, obviously, is a disaster. And then in the realm of things, shortly thereafter, they draft Ponder. And so I really think, I think that there is a a portion of the fan base that probably never really was allowed to work through that. The gloriousness of, of, of taking the pack. I mean, you got the Packers girl and you know, you are going to the dance with her now. And then before you know it, you got Christian Ponder and it all goes to hell. So I I do think that there are, there, there is some definite scarring that goes very, very deep. That makes you think, well, yeah, I don't love Kirk, but he's good enough. Yeah. Can I give you, uh, 
this will be a good segue into a, a very interesting mock that came out over the weekend from a very credible, fairly accurate mocker. But I was just looking this up, too, in terms of, like, whether you should take Kirk up on the discount. He's offering a discount. He doesn't need to make as much as Daniel Jones. He's seeing the light for the first time in his career. He doesn't need to gouge a franchise, right? So over the last decade, less than half of the most expensive quarterbacks make the playoffs year by year. So I just went back the last 10 years, and I took the top 12 cap hits every single year. And they're all usually like, you know, 15% or more of the, the team's salary cap. Less than half make the playoffs. These are the guys that went like the Kirk Cousins, when you give Matt Ryan a big contract or wh- whoever else, right? You're doing that to assure that your team is good and playoff caliber, right? That's why you do it. You don't, otherwise, why, why would, in a team sport, why would you devote on a 53-man roster 15-plus percent of your salary cap to one guy if you weren't damn sure you're going to make the playoffs almost all the time and compete for Super Bowls, right? And over the last decade, less than half of the most expensive quarterbacks make the playoffs. Just get off the ride. It's proven across the league. It's proven for you. And, and the Vikings could sort of align with that, right? 40% of the time, they make the playoffs with Kirk Cousins. It's a, it's Unless you have, again, Mahomes, Brady, who played for discounts, by the way. Rodgers, you know, probably was good enough for a while to at least get to the NFC Championship game on a regular basis, making a lot of money. Um, Peyton Manning back in the day, like, if you're good enough, you just do it. But if you're not, I don't know why teams and fans get so, oh, my God, but what if But what if we say goodbye to Matt Ryan? What are we going to do? But what if we say goodbye to, well, you know, Ben Roethlisberger in his twilight? What are we going to do? I don't know. You just won nine games with Kenny Pickett. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. It's partially because they don't trust their team, though. That that was the thing here. You know, Rick Spielman, I will go to my grave saying this, did a pretty damn good job in a lot of ways, but he could not identify a quarterback. Um, Bridgewater was Norv's guy. And, and he certainly was not great, but I do think that there was a clue there. With Ponder, there turned out to be no clue. But I think what we're coming down to is a lack of trust in your front office and your coach, and that's what that's the point is. Is O'Connell the cheat code? If he's not, it's a problem. If he is, it's a goldmine. And and the ideal cheat code, like like we talk about the the cheaper quarterbacks, but the ideal one, if you really think about it in some ways, is Kyle Shanahan. Look at what he has done. I mean, he was down to like his fifth quarterback in Philadelphia. Very unfortunate, right? But this guy took Brock Purdy, and I'm sorry. Brock Purdy could not step in for any old team. Uh, Put Brock Purdy on this team or that team. No, no, that's not how this works, which again is from the starting point of when O'Connell gets the new quarterback in the building, does he provide that quarterback with an advantage that a lot of teams, including the previous Minnesota Vikings, did not? 
The answer has to be yes. If it is yes, you need to trust that process. And based on some of the things we saw Kirk do late in games, I think the answer is yeah. I do think he provides an advantage, especially over the Mike Zimmer staffs over the years. I want a mock! Coming in hot. All right. I got a mock for you guys here. All right. And we'll get to it in just a brief moment. But a shout-out to our friends who have helped Judd and a bunch of Purple Daily listeners lose weight over the past couple of years, Livia Weight Control Centers. Yep, that's right. In fact, I got a note uh, last week from someone who had joined and was already down 17-plus pounds on the way to 20. That right there, that is yours truly, Sports Dad, the guy on the left. A little bit chunky, right? Guy on the right, oh, looking good. Why? Well, it's a credit to, as Phil just said, my friends, at Livia Weight Control Centers. It's all about weight control. So it's not a diet. It's not a fad. What it is is it's a program that works. They're going to help you shed the pounds. And then most importantly, what they're going to do is they're going to continue to help you to keep the weight off. That means by summer, you'll be looking great and feeling great, but probably just as important, by next winter, you will still be looking great and feeling great. And right now, if if you join, and folks, if I can do it, and I did, you can do it too, eight weeks free. That's right, eight weeks free, 855-GO-LIVIA, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com, Livia.com. That is your ticket to first round weight loss and control success. Trust that process too, Livia.com. Tell you what, uh, Athletic Greens AG1 has been a game changer for me, not only over the last six years, but this weekend. Uh, when you're feeling a little under the weather like I have been, it's just a nice little boost. Uh, I think it's progressed things, just my own personal uh, experience, quicker than maybe if I hadn't. But wake up in the morning and one scoop mixed in with a bottle of water, you got your full allotment of nutrients for the day. 75 high-quality ingredients that give me important daily nutrients. Call it nutritional insurance, if you will. Brain fog lifted, energy levels heightened, helps with my gut health, and I just feel generally dialed in. So as you can see on the YouTube channel, that's me enjoying a nice uh, tasty glass of Athletic Greens. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. That's athleticgreens.com slash purple daily. Okay. I want a mock. Chad Reuter. Oh. NFL.com. Good stuff. Chadley. One of the more underrated mockers, I think, out there. Been doing that a long time. He doesn't really get, like, TV time much, if at all. He's a dot-com guy. He has a four-round mock on NFL.com. This is his 1.0. It's the first one he's unleashed. And we start with the number one overall pick, Carolina Panthers taking C.J. Stroud. Bryce Young to the Texans at number two. And then Anthony Richardson to the Colts, who trade up to number three. So, bing, bang, boom, three quarterbacks off the board, first three picks. Okay. Cardinals take Will Anderson, Jr., fourth. Then we get uh, Seahawks with Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback. Jalen Carter falls to the Lions. Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher. We're going to skip around here. Uh, Bears wind up with Bajan Robinson, adding another weapon. Ooh, I don't love that. You don't love the pick or you don't love the Bears getting weapons? No, I don't don't like that, yes. I I don't like... The Vikings ha- having to face a guy who sounds like he is a Swiss Army knife, but dude, that dude is jacked too. He was, I think he was, was he at one of the Texas March Madness games or something this weekend? I don't know. Uh, all right, and then we, uh, oh wait a second here, uh-huh. we have a trade. Uh-huh. We have a trade. 
The number 10 pick. The Vikings are on the clock at 10 right now. Wow. Chad, you de- you devil, Chad. Chad Ryder. The Vikings trading up 13 spots oh, to number 10 God. or 12 spots, whatever the math is. You're the, the Dolphins screwed this Don't whole look at thing up. And with the 10th overall pick, the Minnesota Vikings select quarterback Kentucky Will Levis. Oh, wow. I want a mock. Mock. Here's the, uh, here's the trail. Let's read this. Kirk Cousins entering a contract year, and the Vikings expect to be good enough to keep them out of the running for the top quarterback prospects in the 2024 NFL draft, so like next year's draft. Minnesota might choose to shoot its shot now, getting Levis in a trade with Philadelphia in exchange for a third-round pick this year and next year's first-round pick. Levis may still find a fan among the teams at the top of the draft because of his arm strength, mobility, and competitive fire, but he, but he reminds me of former NFL passer Jay Cutler, who went 11th in 2006. Interesting. How would you feel about that? Oh, by the way, here are some of the quarterbacks that have gone uh, between 10 and 12 in recent years. Okay. Justin Fields, Josh Rosen, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. I would I would take my chances with that small sample size. Okay, if he became, let's say he was Jay Cutler. Maybe like a little bit less aloof, slightly better leader than Jay Cutler, though. Yeah. That's, that'd be a huge win, right? A rookie scale Jay Cutler for five years? Yeah, so if, if it's a skill set thing, because it sounds like, th- this kid sounds like he's a, he is not Cutler personality-wise at, at all. So we're yeah. talking about skill set. Um, let's, you know, call it spade a spade. Jay Cutler is one of the uh, just physically gifted I thought he was off the charts. Yes. So, like, if he is, so if if he is, I guess you could call him non-smoking Jay. So he's not smoke smoking Jay, who is sort of a, a cantankerous guy. Uh, yeah, that's at ten. That's not a bad pick at all. You, you take that, and especially again, think about the infrastructure and development potential here yeah. too. That's the thing we're dismissing too much. We're dismissing the potential for development. Um, that Kevin O'Connell could bring. So, so I if if that happened, I wouldn't scoff at that and say that's a terrible pick. Not at all. All right, Dex, are you are you giving up a future first round pick to move up to ten here? Ugh, uh, I don't know if I can do that yet. <clears throat> I I wouldn't be against it completely if if they ended up doing this. Uh, I like Will Levis a lot, and I feel like the stock has fallen to a degree. Obviously, the draft board, who knows what shakes out? Maybe Will Levis goes in the top five. I mean, that that could very much well happen. Uh, but I don't know if I can trade a first-round pick to go up to 10. If it's, you know, 17, 18, and I don't have to mortgage a future first, I could be talked into that. I could definitely Boy. be discussed into that. I don't know if I can give up a future first, though. This I think this is the, the bridge you're going to have to cross at some point, though. Yeah. As long as they remain competitive and they aren't a five-win team, you're probably going to have to trade a – unless you get super lucky. But if this were to happen and they love Will Levis, they wouldn't, like – cross their fingers past the 10th pick, right? They'd probably just yeah. make their move at yeah. that point. So, and you just texted us during the show here. So Lamar Jackson has officially put out on social media that he requested a trade four weeks ago from the Ravens. So he does not, he does not want to go back to the Ravens, even though they can match any offer. And again, if you, if you sign Lamar Jackson to an offer sheet, it's two first round picks plus the cost of the contract. So, would you rather give up two first-round picks and a third here for a Will Levis, much cheaper, right? 
or two first-round picks, keep the third-round pick, and pay Lamar Jackson, I don't know, $45 million a year on like a four-year guaranteed deal or something. Where do you put Lamar Jackson in, in your uh, pantheon right now of current starting quarterback? You know, let's say Kirk is, in fairness, 11, okay? Where's Lamar Jackson? Um, Much closer to Kirk than four years ago. I put him, I put him above Kirk, but I don't put him anywhere near. He's not anywhere near like mo, to, right now. Maybe the four years ago version, but in terms of durability and uh, he's a he's probably between like seven and ten, Jackson. somewhere in there. And Kirk is like uh-huh. close to the back end of that. Uh, yeah. So like if tier one's obviously Mahomes, Burrow, um, that group, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and then I'll even throw you know Lawrence and Herbert in there. He's probably the next guy. He's probably the next guy that's off that rookie deal that isn't elite. Uh, that, that's, that's firmly elite because he hasn't won an MVP, but he hasn't really been on the same level he was before. I'd probably have him like six or seven, personally. See, my point being this. Like, I think a lot of our, despite the fact that there is a group of people that think that we just absolutely hate cousins because we do, <laughs> the reality is our conversation always comes back to the same thing, which is the finances of Kirk Cousins. And so the reality is, I I just think it would be so hypocritical to say, I'll go pay. I mean, Lamar Jackson supposedly wants the Deshaun Watson deal. And just to be abundantly clear, as good as Deshaun Watson was before all of the bleep hit the fan, because he was great back then, I wouldn't have given him that deal. So like the deal that he got from Cleveland to me, I'm not touching that for him. I'm not touching that for anybody. And so look, this whole conversation is not, well, I don't think Jackson's that good. No, he's spectacularly talented in some ways. But the whole game here is finding the guy who you don't have to pay as much for for five years or at least getting some type of discount yeah. that Lamar Jackson is not going to give you. And just quickly, on Lamar, dude, here's the thing. You don't have an agent, okay? <laughs> The Ravens weird. told dude, go you, get an, what, what, like, why would you not have an agent? Dude? But the Ravens, you're trying to him, negotiate a quarter billion dollar contract, guy. But, what are you but doing? like, he's like, the Ravens won't ask my my or won't meet my price. Okay, dude, they have told you, go get your price. We'll take two first round picks. They are basically signing off on a trade. But then so he like what, sends. What are you he's doing? Got, he's got like some guy that he's a business partner with that's not NFLPA certified. He calling teams. Some guy named like Ken or I don't know what, what his name is. Yeah, and he starts calling teams, and teams are like, "Who is this?" <laughs> and a memo went out to the league saying, "Yeah, don't talk to that guy. He's not an actual agent. You can't just like have your buddy call the. Uh, hey, Bob, can you uh? Why don't you send a text message over to oh, you know, Quasi in Minnesota and see where How they're funny at with was this that? Thing. It's just. I'll make some calls during lunch, Lamar. What is I got, this logic? I got a packed schedule, but I'll I'll carve some time out at lunch to make some calls. For the for, this might be the only time in your life you have yeah. a chance and leverage to negotiate somewhere between like a hundred fifty and two hundred fifty million dollars in compensation for you and generations of Jacksons, and you're not going to have a representative who knows what they're doing in the room having these conversations. That to me, that's. That type of like weird, bizarre stubbornness and decision making makes me a lot less likely to want to give him a contract. Yep. It's I so unreasonable. Right. Yep. And so I guess for 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 that reason, I'm out. Yep. But I guess to answer my own question, if the cost of moving up in the draft in terms of draft capital is the same as getting Lamar Jackson, two first round picks, 
one that you take the player with, Will Levis, and then one that you you leverage to move up. And I and I pay Will Levis, you know, forty million dollars less per season than Lamar Jackson. I would gamble that you can make Levis good enough to get to the playoffs. I think the problem is if if you're fishing for quarterbacks, just like we started the episode off with, whether it's 35, 40, 45 million, if you're one of the top 10 highest paid quarterbacks and you're making a lot of money, 15% or more of the team salary cap, and I get that Kirk's cap it this year is going to be lower because they shoved a bunch of that money into next year when he's not on the roster. Thanks, but no thanks. I just want to gamble that you're putting a glass ceiling on what your team can do by giving Lamar Jackson 45 or $50 million. And so it's almost a non-starter. We've just like we just went down that path for five years with another right. guy. Right. It'd be super fun to watch Lamar Jackson play with Christian Derrissaw as his left tackle and Justin Jefferson, but I don't think it's a formula to win you a Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. give me, I guess, give me Will Levis and cross your fingers. We might not not like this fact, but our reality right now in the in pursuing the before I die, one before I die mantra is very simple. This is going to be or have to be a trust fall. It's going to have to be a trust fall. And Kevin O'Connell, if he does not catch you, that's a very bad thing. But if he does, you've got a shot. Yeah. You've got a shot. What What's the, the saying? Fool me once, shame on you. We're, he's He's in that stage right now. He's in that stage where you're going to have to trust that he can identify and has his eyes set on the right quarterback to win. Yeah. He also, I, I stand by what I said last year, even though I was I was wrong for the first year, that I don't think you're going to hitch your entire first shot at being a head coach or a GM to Cousins. I just don't think you are. I don't think, unless he was 29 years old, maybe you would, but not when he's 35. Uh, so that, by the way, uh, Chad Reuter, that was the... Third different prominent mocker, all from NFL Network, by the way, that has a quarterback going to the Vikings in the first round. Charles Davis had Will Levis, and Daniel Jeremiah had Hendon Hooker, all in the last week. So basically, NFL media, I don't know if it's just coincidence, but NFL media guys in the last week, and they would have access to the most information behind the scenes too, by the way. They are now changing from cornerback wide receiver to quarterback for the Vikings' first-round pick. I don't know what it means. I don't know if it's coincidence. I don't know if it's just, uh, you know, they're just getting frisky with their mocks here, but something to take note of. There's breadcrumbs. There's breadcrumbs right now, and they're following them. And those breadcrumbs all lead to the quarterback house. (laughs) To Will Levis's uh, protein shakes. Looks like a guy that probably drinks four protein shakes. Athletic Greens, perhaps. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what he is. Yeah, it's uh, athleticgreens.com slash Purple Daily. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Dennis Kirk for all you motorcycle-riding Ragnars out there. Hey, the snow was melting in the Twin Cities this weekend. I saw people out in the I saw people, like, jogging in shorts and tank tops yeah. and stuff. I think I saw, Phil, 64 degrees next Wednesday. 64 it. degrees. It's riding season, baby. Just in time for uh, riding season, for Twins baseball season. Whatever you ride, Harleys, Indians, Metric Cruisers, Dennis Kirk, has what you need at DennisKirk.com so you can ride more weight less. Over 100,000 parts and accessories in stock. Clothing and helmets as well. Shipping is free for orders over $89. If you order by 8 p.m., they ship the same day. Everything you need for your ride at DennisKirk.com. Let's do the, uh, maybe tomorrow, kind of ran out of time there. We got the Caesars just put out overnight their first batch of NFL win totals. 
So we got all the NFC Central teams, or Central, wow. Wow, yeah. Me going back 20 years ago in my brain. Uh, all the NFC North teams. So we can go through that tomorrow. Declan, how's that beard coming along? Is this the longest your beard has ever been, by the way? I, I think so. So fun fact, like four or five years ago, I used to just do the little chin, and then our, our, our colleague Matthew Collar told me, you know, you already look really young, right? And, like, you need to kind of maximize what you got. Probably ditch the little, like, attempt at your goatee, which was the right call, by the way. I do credit Matthew for a lot of things in life. That's honestly on the Mount Rushmore of things that he told me to do. But I think this is the longest. I think this is, like, two weeks. This is what two weeks wow. looks like. If what's I your care. Now that you've kind of gone this far into uncharted yeah. waters here, what's your what's your game plan now? Just I'm going gonna, gonna to let it ride? I'm going to let it ride for a little bit. I might trim it up. You know, the mustache here is starting to curl. You know, they're starting to curl a little bit, so I think I'm just going to trim this up just a just a touch as it gets as it gets a little too curly. Okay. I feel like I you've come a long way though in four or five years. Like oh, yeah. I feel like like your facial hair back then was was really like yeah. Like now, I think it looks fine. Yeah. No, I'm I'm just saying I think that you're like you're not aging rapidly, but you're definitely aging. You know, it took till I was 30 years old to start looking right. like an adult, not, which yeah, is fine. I'm just. Yeah, I'm saying I think the look, I think a look that didn't work probably at 25 probably comes a lot closer right now. And here's what I want. I want the mountain man look on your on your wedding day. <laughs> I want you to walk down the aisle with a big beard, just bushy as hell beard. That'd be great. I don't think you should shave it until the wild win a Stanley Cup. That could be in play. Don't even trim it up. Just have the big, <laughs> oh, Brent, the big Brent Burns beard. <laughs> Get a, you know, kick one of your teeth out too, just to just to really make it one, look official. One, you have to have like well, five yeah. all yeah. in the middle out. <laughs> Love it. All right, so we're uh, we're monitoring Declan's beard growth here. We're monitoring Vikings mock drafts. We got you covered here on Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. Thank you for making this one of the most highly consumed football podcasts in America. You crazy Vikings fans. We'll see you tomorrow.